County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana community. Where We Landed is supported today by Advanced Plumbing. Advanced Plumbing has been serving Grant and surrounding counties since 2000. Founded by Patrick Parnell, Advanced Plumbing has built a reputation for reliable, dependable, high-quality plumbing services at an affordable price. The legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband Garen. With a full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765-664-6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project. Hey everybody, this is Scott and I am here to introduce Where We Landed, the podcast that we all love. In uh, Next to me today in the studio is Iris Brunner. Hey yo! And Alicia Hazelwood. Hello, hello. Great to have you guys here. Uh, Scott, I really wanted you to do the hi. Hi. <laughs> there it is. We, we had an off-air uh, uh, off off conversation and we were trying to get Scott to do that. Speaking of other off-air conversations we oh, were having, yes. we were, um, Alicia was very kind to offer to get us donuts and coffee this morning. And uh, there might have been some banter going back and forth about donuts. Um, so our question for today is... If you were a donut, what donut would you be? Oh, I thought it was what's your favorite donut. I don't know what oh, donut no. I'd be. It's like po- mm. it's like the pasta yeah. question we had yeah, yeah, a yeah. couple weeks oh, ago my God. about if you were a pasta, which one would you be? But this is a donut. Which oh, donut man. would you be? I had Oof. a little heads up so I can go first. If you yeah, all right. perfect. I, I, I would be a crawler. And because it's like. <laughs> is it a crawler or a curler? I think they're crawlers. French I have crawlers. no idea. I have no idea. C-R-U-L-L-E-R. I think. Okay. I don't know. But they're light and yeah. airy, and that's what mm. I want to be. That's oh. like my goal. I just like to be light and airy. Yeah, I probably would be one of with sprinkles on it. That's very fitting. Strawberry with sprinkles. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I could be like the Simpson donut. That, that's me. I'm <laughs> the, the Simpson, Simpson donut. donut. <laughs> John, what about you? Um, I would say a raspberry filled powder coated donut. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have a good reason for how it fits me. <laughs> he says just, just like, the one I like to eat. <laughs> well, and that's what I thought in the off air conversation. Like, what's your favorite donut? Mine's Boston cream. With oh, okay. The, it's my favorite yeast and it's filled with the cream and it's got the chocolate on the top. Mm. I think that describes all you. All the too, calories. Though. That describes you. <laughs> I want all the calories. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. They that's didn't so have good. any today at Dunkin' Donuts. I was a little disappointed. I ended up with just a regular old glazed yeast donut, I don't which think was you, really good. You can't go wrong with just a glazed donut, though. You cannot, Yeah, but it was not what I wanted. So it didn't meet my you know, full-on uh, calorie carb want <laughs> this morning. So... <laughs> Anyway, we are super excited now that we're all hungry for donuts and stuff like that. We are super excited to have with us in studio today a great young man. Uh, We were interested in maybe getting some of our teachers in the county involved with where we landed. And we have in studio with us uh, a young, young teacher, John Reagan who is a teacher over at Eastbrook, graduated from Eastbrook, went to Taylor University, studied engineering, um, and is now an engineering teacher at Eastbrook High School. So we're real excited to have him um, in studio today. So welcome, John. Woohoo. 
welcome. <laughs> so, John, tell us how you got here. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of came a roundabout way. Uh, my dad was a collegiate coach, and um, we uh, was born in upstate New York. Um, moved to Oregon, California, Colorado, um, Illinois, and then um, here because um, he got a job at Taylor University. Um, going into my freshman year of high school. Um, I really loved Eastbrook and um, made a lot of great connections there. Felt really welcomed by people and um, really enjoyed the, the teachers and coaches there as well. And um, I had aspirations of, um, of coming back um, and, and teaching there and coaching there. I thought I'd kind of go away for a little while, but um, the uh, the opportunity came up to come right out of out of college, and I um, was really excited to take it, and it's been a great experience so far. How how long have you been back at Eastbrook? So, what year are you in your teaching career? Uh, year going into year three. It's awesome. You've been there two years. Any other teachers in the building that were also students when you were there? So, are there any other? Um, actually the one, um, I just helped get hired to um, be our second engineering teacher. Um, we, <laughs> he was a year younger than me. We, uh, were good friends in high school. So. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. Go to Taylor as well. Um, he did not, he actually went, um, a less traditional route. He did, um, like two full associates degrees with, um, Ivy tech and then, um, has done a lot in like the actual like manufacturing engineering field. So awesome. Yeah. Now, are you coaching? I know you said that you, your family, you kind of came from a family of coaching, but mm -hmm. are you coaching anything at Eastbrook? I am. I'm, I'm helping coach football, um, and uh, that's been really fun. And that's significant. Why? Um, well, I mean, it's it's cool coaching under Coach Adamson mm -hmm. um, after playing for him and stuff. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's kind of what, even after, you know, teaching here people still know me from football more than anything else so it's, it's cool to have that connection and yeah you know students are always like oh you played with my brother or, mm -hmm. we saw you yeah. <laughs> we cheered for yeah. you in the stands <laughs> yeah. as i said there's no doubt that grant county is a sports county there's yeah. no doubt so it is for sure what position did you play in high school uh, i played defensive tackle and offensive tackle so. okay so one of the line guys that's <laughs> right very good um and then share with us uh during your four years of high school, I know Eastbrook's had a history of success, but but how far did you guys make it during the the best year that you guys had? Yeah, um, so we we had a really good class my freshman year, um, and um, we we lost a lot of seniors. Sophomore year was like the worst year in Eastbrook's history. Um, junior year, we had a like big class. It was kind of a big reboot for us, but we ended up getting upset in our sectional championship. And then um, my senior year, um, we went um, and made it all the way to to state for the first time since 2004. So it was a really cool experience. Yeah, that's, that's way cool. Just, and way are cool. you coaching line this year? Uh, I am. Yeah. So, so I'm mainly you right back on, where you started. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I was a, I played a defensive line in college too, so it's nice to have that that background and um, be able to you know give kids a build that skill set. So, yeah, yeah. So you talked about um, moving around a lot before you guys finally settled in Grant County with your dad coaching at Taylor. Um, talk about what that was like when you first moved here. That experience yeah. here, you are like fourteen or fifteen, and like you've been kind of all of these other places. What what was it like being here in Grant County, you know, Midwest Indiana? <laughs> Talk yeah. to us about that a little. Um, it was 
<laughs> it was definitely a transition. Um, I the the previous place I was was like Wheaton area of Chicago, oh, okay. which mm-hmm. um, yeah, not not the same. Oh. Um, and but I really um, really enjoy it. Like I I guess I was kind of tired of all the suburb life for so long, and I feel like um, I don't know. I just I like the people here better and the um, just the laid back. That's lifestyle. when you hit that cheering button. Oh, no, yeah, just yeah, kidding. yeah. We need the cheering <laughs> applause. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, we do hear that a lot. Like um, a lot of times people are just craving a little bit of that slower pace too. Um, I definitely can say like uh, <laughs> um, I when I moved away, it was like a transition of like, Oh my gosh, like I can't just get in my car and be where I want to be in 10 minutes. Like I've got a plan to like travel for like 30 or 35 minutes. So, so yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine the transition. And and I moved here from growing up in another state and I moved here younger than you did. But what was your experience moving here as a teenager? You're going into your freshman year of high school. So you're moving into a brand new area, brand new high school, all new people. Was that, um, what was that experience like? I know you said you moved around a lot, so you were probably used to being the new kid, but um, what were the things that you were excited to find that you liked about here or that um, you thought, oh, wow, I thought this was what it was going to be and now it's this? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we we moved to Upland. I really liked like that community um, and uh, I feel like, our family fit well in, you know, had a lot of close family friends pretty quickly. Um, in high school, uh, I felt like I was able to, to build a lot of relationships. It surprised me that like normally there always are clicks and stuff in high mm-hmm. school, but I felt like my entire class of like 125, like I knew them all by name, like would talk to every one of them and just enjoyed like the people, all the variety and, and got to know people and really enjoyed that. So. So when your dad said we're moving to the middle of Indiana from where you were coming from, what was that thought process for you? I've never been much of a a city kid. Like I guess Mm. in, even in, when we lived in Colorado, we would just go out like walking through the woods, you know, we'd um, playing airsoft out there. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah. We always did. Um, We were always more adventurous and outdoors. um, Mm. So yeah, I guess I didn't have a whole lot of like attachment to going shopping or being in like the city. Like that didn't um, that didn't bother me coming out to the country, and I was excited for yeah the for the rural life, the rural. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, very cool. So, talk about um, share with us a little bit about your transition now. So now you've gone from being a student um, at Eastbrook High School, and likely some of the people that were your teachers are still there. And now you've made that transition to being their colleague. Um, how has that been for you? I mean, you're you're two years in, so so talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's been interesting. Like, it's still. There's certain transition teachers that haven't transitioned as much from Mister to their first name <laughs> just because it's like awkward. I don't see them that often, and, um, but uh, yeah, I, I felt like I had. I, I, luckily, I was. I feel like I had good relationships with them in in high school, and it wasn't like I was like a troublemaker except maybe one of their classes. That I can <laughs> um, Do you avoid that teacher in the hallway? Um, like walk on the other, put your head down. <laughs> at first, but, uh, but no, it's gotten better. So yeah, um, it's yeah. So that that transition is a little different, but I, honestly, it's 
part of it too is kind of i don't know because i'm in my own program and kind of developing it mm-hmm. i feel like it's um I, at first i started off in this like tiny classroom in the corner of the school then i got moved upstairs to a remote spot i feel like i hardly ever had interactions with anybody <laughs> um, now like i'm in the middle of the school but um my class is sometimes noisy with all the power tools and I feel like I'm like, we're like running motorized cars down the hallways. <laughs> so maybe teachers want me back upstairs. But. <laughs> it's like, Oh, there's John's class again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then talk to us about what drew you to teaching. How did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Yeah. Um, well, I guess it started in high school. Uh, I had some good friends that um, had, you know, just, rougher home lives and stuff that um i don't know didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to to get out and um i learned about the 21st century scholar program and i felt like that was um underutilized by people that needed it and most people didn't even really know or hadn't taken advantage of it and so and especially um, if they don't know early and they don't get to it early enough, oh, then, exactly. then they miss the opportunity altogether. Yeah. So like there was a friend of mine that, um, we were on a trip together and he, he got a phone call from his parents that like, they got this, this letter from Citadel college. And he was all, all excited that like, like they were talking about his future and everything, but like, he didn't really have any, like, it was just the standard college letter that I got a hundred of, like he had just okay. hadn't gotten one before. And, it didn't really mean that he could get in or do it. And it was just like sad to see that like he really wanted that and would have probably been able to, he would have definitely qualified for the 21st century scholar program, but didn't, it wasn't realistic at that point. Nobody had like helped him through that. So Mm -hmm. um, that's, yeah, that's kind of when it, when it hit me that like there needs to be somebody there working with those kids and stuff on that. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And so you, oh, you talked just a little bit. So tell us about some of like the cool projects that you do in your engineering oh, class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do a lot of cool projects. Um, we actually have um, really the, the top, um, I would say, rapid prototyping um, equipment of any high school in the country. We, um, there's nobody that has more 3D printers. Um, we just got a CNC mill and CNC lathe. Um, we have a CNC plasma table, a uh, laser cutter and engraver. We kind of have full capabilities to make anything that can be made. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. And do you share with me the experience you have? I know Kylie and I experienced this a little bit yesterday with going to the training center and talking about um, podcasting and showing the kids the equipment and stuff. You talk about your passion for lighting up those kids and giving them those opportunities what's that like in your classroom when kids walk in the first time and get to go what i get to play with this <laughs> yeah um, it's cool i mean we got when they walk into the classroom i've got aluminum bleachers set up um that it's, it's kind of just like I, I think there is a cool atmosphere about the way things have been set up kind of creatively to like make things more efficient and um so they're like it's a small space but um they get instruction on the bleachers we actually just picked up a bunch of um like bleacher seats from the old Iwu stadium to go on the bleachers. So those are kind of cool. We're going to get those bolted in. Um, But uh, yes, the atmosphere is cool. And then like we start off with the introductory classes, a lot of engineering programs, actually I would say everyone I've seen, um, I think starts a little bit 
too discipline-based for kids that aren't necessarily excited yet about engineering. Um, we start with some really cool projects. In like the first week, we start we they they design 3D print and then wire up a motorized car. Um, and um, yeah, so that, that's been a really fun project. That's so cool. Yeah. We do. Um, they actually make um, clip-on heelys with um, roller bearings. <laughs> an eight millimeter axle rod, put the whole thing together and fit it on their shoe and they can ride around. So, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> Do um, they ever get in trouble with their projects in other classes? Yes. And, um, <laughs> I, uh, it always, um, it probably makes me happier than it should to, to walk through the office and see a shoe with a Healy on it sitting on the desk of the main office. <laughs> Had to take somebody's shoe. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And so with all of this, I assume that was, you know, definitely grant funded and stuff like that to get this project going. It's a need that we have. We see Indiana Wesleyan starting their engineering program. I heard that you just uh, won a pretty significant award in the state of Indiana. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, through Conexus, um, I won the, uh, the Rising 30 Award. So I was one of the 30 people under the age of 30. Um, in the manufacturing logistics world so um yeah it was it was a cool honor to to be the first teacher to win that yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, i'm not sure it's fully deserved yet but I, it's been cool to work with connexus some and they're very excited about what we're doing and um yeah, i felt a lot of support so. absolutely deserved otherwise they yeah. wouldn't have awarded it yeah it's way cool <laughs> um, and what is connexus yeah yeah so connexus is a nonprofit that um connects um people within the manufacturing um, and world in, in Indiana and tries to to grow that that industry. And, okay. and anybody else oh. in Grant County that um, had that award this year? Are you the only one that's, that's in Grant County that you're aware of? So any of the other 30? I, I don't believe so. Yeah, I think it was. That you're the guy, huh? He's yes. the guy. That's awesome, John. Thank you. Um, so... I'm sometimes been told I ask some hard questions, so this <laughs> might be one of those, and I'll I'll try to give you some. And if he some, does, we give you plenty of time to think about it with banter. Yeah, yeah we'll stall. So I was going to say, how do you define success? So fairly young guy, um, but you know, with your career in sports, academically, how do you define success? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, but. Um, and if your kids, your your engineering students are listening to this, or your football players are no listening pressure. to this, yeah, Stop no it. pressure, stop it. Yeah. Why do you do that to people? Don't do that to people. That makes it worse. Good Lord, And this Scott. is your definition. It's not Scott's definition. Right. Yeah. And you can then tell your kids, you can create your own definition. <laughs> you don't have to be like me. We're stalling. stalling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a good thing to have an answer for. Um, I, I wish I had a really good one, but um, I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I think it's what, like, it's just pursuing excellence in your, like, God-given, like, skill set and passion. And um, that uh, it's just kind of the natural outpour of the, the hard work and um, dedication that you, you it's not necessarily always a, a tangible um, result. But. Yeah. Good answer. That was great. It is great. It was really great. So by the time this podcast rolls out, something significant is going to happen in your life. 
I think, and you may have addressed this earlier, but, um, but tell us what's on the horizon personally for you here and, um, a little bit about that event. Yeah. Um, I'm getting married on July 9th. So that is nine days away. Um, it feels <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, but, um, I'm very excited. Um, it's, I'm marrying uh, Josephine Shutt. Um, we actually, um, so we were, we were neighbors and didn't really even know each other in Upland back when uh, we were younger. And then, um, her sister married my college roommate, um, because they worked at a coffee shop together <laughs> and they met through that and stuff. And Double day. <laughs> right. So, you got what I heard. Up. So, yeah, I heard. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. So, um, I was the, the best man. She was the maid of honor and, um, kind of met through that and, um, got to know each other some, but it was a, a few years before we um, started dating and, um, we started dating in, uh, it was June 15th of last year was our first date. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been very exciting. And I, I tend to be, um, I don't know, very like goal oriented and like have everything planned out. And it totally took me by surprise. And uh, I did not expect to, to be in this place right now, but it was definitely Josephine that, um, um, I don't know, definitely fell in love and took me by surprise. And, um, yeah, it was, it's been an awesome experience. So I've got so. two questions. Does your college roommate claim <laughs> that they put you together? Like um, you're getting married because they put you guys together. <laughs> I, no, I don't think they do because they actually worked at it for a while. And both of us like were resistant. Re yeah. resistant for a little while. So yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. And then I forgot question. Does, oh. does she... Uh, does she <laughs> come into the classroom at all or hang out with the kids that you're dealing with or football players or anybody, you know, is she involved and engaged at Eastbrook as well yeah, because I, of I, you? I brought her in a few times to help me clean. Oh, <laughs> because, That's um, love right there. If you're willing to help your bo a boyfriend, fiance, clean a classroom and football equipment, mm, you know, mm, you're a coach's mm, wife. Mm, <laughs> that went up. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. So no, she's been super, supportive um and always wants to help in in any way she can and um yeah but it's it's been a, i mean these last two years developing all this has been a lot and she's um been very gracious about um the time spent and i've also had to had to work hard to to back it down and i feel like i've got it in a place where it's not you know 70 hours a week it's you know Cause it can get there real fast. <laughs> yeah. It can get there real fast. Well, and one I more think, thing. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we haven't touched on though, is you built this program, right? This program didn't exist before you got there. So you were brought in to build this program and then to also then be doing the coaching on top of it at a time of life where you are dating, getting married, starting that family of your own. Those are some pretty significant things to, to pick up and, carry so when you receive something like the 30 under 30 it's absolutely deserved because to develop a program like that from scratch at your age is really impressive where we landed is supported today by advanced plumbing advanced plumbing has been serving grant and surrounding counties since 2000 founded by patrick parnell advanced plumbing has built a reputation for reliable dependable high quality plumbing services at an affordable price the legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband Garen. With a full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. 
Call us today at 765-664-6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project. Are there other programs in Grant County similar to any of the other county schools have this same program or is it unique to Eastbrook? Um, It's it's pretty unique, but there are some really um, well-developed programs with like the Marion Career Center and Miss Cinema has a has a good program. but I, I guess it's um, it's a unique time um, with the evolution of, of 3D printing, and um, um, I think we're we're a little bit ahead of the game with how we're we're utilizing it, not only to like as as a supplement for our curriculum, but we're kind of building our curriculum around what is available. Um, and I think that's that's kind of a new thing in this time. So what would that long-term look like? Like if you had a student that was super interested in engineering and they started into your program, like how far could they go? Like, mm-hmm. are there any additional like outside of credits that they could receive? Yeah, what does that question. look like? Um, so yeah, we do have a um, full next level programs of study engineering pathway. Um, so they can start as a freshman. Um, they do a lot of those cool projects, um, learn the, the basics of 3D modeling and design. Um, and then we have a few um, upper level courses. Um, so the the second level, they can they've got three courses to choose from, um, where they can learn um, more physics principles, computer science. Um, we do some cool projects like build a, a four axis robotic arm, um, things like that. That are um, I, I think our progression is a little smoother versus like the I think other some of the national courses can tend to be a little chopped up, but it's cool that building it from scratch, we can make it all like fit it to the student. And then the, the whole progression can be very unified, which, which I like a lot. Um, and then they, they have an opportunity to take a, a capstone course with us um, called engineering design development, um, where they pretty much have now this skill set built and they're able to take their own ideas and innovations and spend the year working on them. So that's pretty exciting. Um, another big, big piece of the program is our, our student-based enterprise, um, eBeams, which is Eastbrook Engineering and Manufacturing Solutions. Um, and we, uh, they, they have an opportunity to be involved in that. And that's also the goal for sustaining our program long-term is to we're gonna be the first um, school and one of the first 3D printing businesses to hit Amazon fulfillment. So. We we're hoping wow, to get there like so cool. this week. Yeah. Um, this is our last week of the summer program, but um, early in the fall, we should ship our first items out. And, yeah. That's so cool. What types of things are you going to be selling on? on yeah. there? Um, so um, we have certain, um, we're kind of going to start with more novelty items as that's what like for the most part, um, people that want 3d printed items want the cool trinkets and stuff and we like giant gummy class. bears yeah so. i'm thinking of like the little frogs that sit yeah. in like your garden or something you know those kinds of things i yeah. just watched a tiktok of this girl making a giant gummy bear like in table but she said they 3d printed the gummy bear wow. oh my yeah. gosh sorry that's awesome <laughs> so do you know what the very first thing will be that you guys do roll off the press and say hey this is what's going to be out there on the fulfillment? Yes. Um, so it's going to be a, um, it's, it's a cube with keyboards, like actual, um, like keyboard, um, keys embedded into it. And so, um, 
you kind of click it as you you know hold it in your hands. All oh, so it's a fidget. So it's, oh, it is a cool. yeah, fidget cube. A student designed that. Actually, I, I looked at your guys' list of people. You had Sarah James down here. Uh-huh. So. Mm-hmm. It's her son, Ollie James, yes, that designed Ollie. it. Oh, uh, how cool. So that's yeah, it's cool. cool. So are you going to have, I love the idea that you're creating a business that will, that the students basically do the products for that then will feed back into supporting the program. Yes. So have you built out how you're selling on Amazon? Like, how can we find the products? If somebody said, I want to get that keyboard fidget cube, how yeah. does somebody do that? Great question. Well, there's there's some logistics with um, the timing of everything. So it's hard to like, we've actually, I have a student working on our, our media production um, right now. Cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to touch all sides of it. But um, until it's like posted um, right. and like shipped to them, there's not a whole lot we can actually like release um, so we're, unfortunately we're just Can't a share little yet. bit. Can't oh. share later. Yeah. But like, I'm also seeing like you could potentially like tap into like, I don't know if there's any marketing classes there too. Like, yeah. let's talk about like, communication classes. Yeah. Let's and, talk about like, you know, the photographs that you're going to take to present it. You can talk about like the boxing and all the stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's like a whole, a whole little package there. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. So talk about, um, so you, we've talked a little bit about the curriculum. We've talked a little bit about how, um, how you're like engaging the kids, you know, to, to see from beginning to end of like, okay, this is your idea. Now here's how we sell it and we make money. What, what does that pipeline look like? Um, it, you know, let's say one of these students decides to not go on to college, you know, is there an yes. opportunity for them to like integrate into like the workforce here in Grant County? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the new teacher we just hired, um, he's going to be growing and developing our, our manufacturing side of the program. So um, with our new CNC mill and lathe, he's going to be running precision machining classes. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, which should be a really cool opportunity for kids. Um, also, we're going to have – so this is <laughs> – not uh, the fidget cubes isn't the only product we're doing and there's some like amazon um, because of the way the um, like shipping logistics work like it's gonna be more smaller scale um, 3d printed objects Um, but we're also working on some larger um, innovative products like a ball jointed strike pad for football um, use and um, it's it's pretty yeah, I think that's going to be a really big one for us. So we're going to develop a program where kids are actually getting paid to work within a like manufacturing, um, like on-site manufacturing plant, basically, where we're, we're making all these products that we're designing um, and selling them. So, yeah. yeah. That's way awesome. It's It's been a long time since I was in high school, <laughs> but... I remember that we used to have like, if there was a history department, there was a chair of the history department, science department, a chair. Are high schools still set up that way? And if so, are you under one of those departments? And who would your chair be for your department? Yeah, good question. Um, kind of, but not really. I uh, Technically, it's the science department. Some of my classes are science um, credits, but it's not... Um, I, it's they don't have a whole lot of direct affiliation since that's not their their expertise um there's a good and bad thing to kind of being like 
the only one in the building that that knows what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. <laughs> not to say that no one to question you, but no one to help. That's right. So yeah. there's a there's a ton of support yeah. with like like um, Brenda McVicker has been um, super pivotal to the the growth of the program and writing grants and you know making connections. Um, but yeah, it is a lot of just me having to to work and figure out how to use the machines and what to how things work and all that. So. Well, I know when I first started at my current role, we had a conversation about how does that connect into Ivy Tech and what mm -hmm. they're doing. We hear a lot about pathways, dual credit, dual enrollment. Um, do any of the classes or programs you do have connections that way, especially since you said the teacher you hired kind of took that pathway for those? Yeah, good question. Um so we're, we're hoping to offer certifications as we develop on that side. So um, it's it's kind of a few year um, progression mm -hmm. here to be able to, to get to that point. Um, we do not currently offer any dual credit, although um, I'm sure we'll have more conversations about that with um, through Ivy Tech. Um, but um, yeah, the, our main goal right now is, is certifications for those industry fields. Part of it too is that to, in a four-year engineering degree, which most of those engineering-specific courses are targeted for people that are that are interested in that, um, those um, credits don't usually apply as much mm -hmm. um, to those specific programs at schools around here. So I'm going to loop back around to you personally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What is your favorite thing for you and Josephine to go do in Grant County? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, you said you're outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. Is she also outdoorsy? Or? Yeah, she is. Um, I'm a little bit more like climb a mountain type outdoor. <laughs> and she, but like we're both like, like we actually just, uh, my older brother just got us a two-person kayak for our wedding present. Nice. So nice. Um, we yeah. went and kayaked um, at, at Promenade Park in Fort Wayne. It's a little bit out of the county, but um, it was where we had our, our first date a year ago. So oh, we, how cute. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, in Grant County, like we'll, we'll go and, and just walk and stuff. We her, She grew up in Fairmount. Um, and um, yeah, so we'll... Um, go walk around in the park there and um, we like to go thrift shopping we both collect records um, nice. so we're gonna have record players all over the house and I was stuff gonna say, and we do have a cool new record store here in downtown mary and you'll have to oh, check it yeah, out oh, definitely yeah. yeah um what is she gonna do uh day to day uh as she moves into grant county because I, I think she said that he she lives out of the county right now or is, mm -hmm. is moving in after you guys get married so does she have a thought as to what she wants to do yeah um she's planning to um to nanny she's got a few connections that she's been talking to and stuff and um she's hoping to to nanny somewhere pretty close to here i guess she'll be in high demand yes yes <laughs> definitely and a child care is a, is a challenge throughout the state and throughout the nation and so that's awesome that she's willing to invest in kids lives yeah that's what she really loves to do so good so what other cool activities i feel like you you probably have like some hidden talents over there that you haven't <laughs> shared with us yet <laughs> we've talked about sports we've talked about yeah. teaching you like being outdoors yeah um, you play like, I, I feel like you play the guitar, the drums or something. I, I wish I'm very like, <laughs> um, I love music. Okay. Um, I actually like kind of a, um, a 
a side thing we're doing is um, trying to build a recording studio at Eastbrook. Um, okay. So through the engineering program, we actually just went down and visited Sweetwater. We got a lot of kids interested in production and music that are a whole lot more talented than me. So it's kind of, <laughs> I think, me impressing my my dreams of music on them. But they're really excited <laughs> about it. Um, you, you just you just consume it. You just enjoy it and consume it, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. You're so like, I, I'll build the studio. <laughs> You're a dream maker. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like do, that. Do, do you guys, does Eastbrook have a podcast group or somebody that does this type of thing in production and and the students are actually doing it there's a media production team um but um not not a podcast at the moment yeah what, what's a tip so again it's been a few days since i was in high school mm-hmm. it went from years to days did well, you notice that yeah. yeah i was trying to shorten it so <laughs> we <clears throat> we had i think seven periods of high school and every day did the same thing for all five days. Is that the way it's set up at Eastbrook or, you know, do you have every class is like a 45 block minutes yeah, or block, something like that? Mm-hmm. Or are kids two days in one class for longer periods of time, three days in another? How's it work at Eastbrook? Yeah. Um, we are just seven periods, uh, about 50 minutes. And we actually just switched to homeroom every day. So that's a, a new change in the schedule at the end of the day. Which I so think it's is at the end of the day versus at the beginning of the day. Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, so that's a little change up in the, the way things have, have been run in the last 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God, I love you, Scott. <laughs> oh, Scott. So I'm going to go back to music and I'm going to ask you, since you have a love of vinyl, what's your favorite band? Yeah. Um, my Well, my favorite like artist would be Al Green. Mm. Um but um, I really, so I'm really into like soul music. Um, I got um, kind of started with like liking like funk music and stuff when I was like, you know, like fifth grade, and then really got into like <laughs> like classic soul music like Motown, Temptations, Marvin Gaye, all that stuff. So yeah, I've got like 3,500 songs on my Spotify, and I'm just always finding and adding new stuff. So what started that passion? What turned you on to that? Is it the beat? Is it the what is it? Yeah. Or the person? Like, does yeah. it like? Yeah. Um, if you can remember, I don't yeah. know that I remember mm-hmm. a lot about yeah. fifth grade. No. Just um, remember my hair was really bad in fifth grade. That's all <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was just the like, so it was, it was Pandora at the time, not Spotify. Oh, yeah. And it was like, um, I'd find an artist I like and make a new radio station. And then I like every artist I'd read the like whole like bio on it and stuff. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I, um, the, the music and just, uh, the feel of it and, uh, everything about it. I just, yeah. And maybe the connection to the artist, right? Like yeah. if, you, if yeah. you learn about their history and you know about them, um, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's cool. So within the past month, I went to Detroit for the first time in, cool. in a long time and, um, had the chance to go to the Motown museum. Have you been up there to the Motown museum? I have not. I've, I've wanted to and just yeah i haven't made it up i'd recommend it like i'm not a music buff but it was pretty cool and the you know i'll hear songs on the radio and think oh that's a cool song but i had no idea how many of them came out of motown how many of those artists did so highly recommend it i've never been there have you been there alicia i have not been there um i've been to like the rock and roll hall of fame in ohio and stuff like that but so it makes me wonder 
like you have honeymoon plans maybe go to motown for your yeah honeymoon <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we're actually gonna go have you heard of the ironworks hotel and mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna go there for two days because we're so we're getting married at mount state park in anderson oh nice um, and then we're gonna go to um, Pigeon Forge for three days. You got a cabin there, and then we're actually going down to Florida because my grandparents have a condo. There I love it. Nice. It's an adventure. It is. <laughs> it also breaks up the trip. Sometimes yeah. it's a long drive to Florida. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're at in Florida. Uh, Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Nice. Very nice. When, when does the school year start? Sounds like years never ends. <laughs> I know, right? He's got long. summer school. Yeah, it's kind of long, but um, August 9th is the first day. First day. So, okay. And uh, football practice really probably never ends either. Uh, but when when does the season officially start for you? Yeah, so camp will be the week before that that school start date. So and, July 31st or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, sorry. No, well, well <laughs> I'm going to switch gears here a little bit in predictions for this football season for, oh, for Eastbrook. So, I'm gonna put so if you don't know anything in. about Scott, yeah. he's a coach <laughs> and he loves sports. And so Iris and I are trying really hard to keep him off of the sports conversation. Yeah, I know. But we'll let you do the prediction. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. If, if you, you want. want. I don't know. I don't know how superstitious There's you are. My, my husband is very superstitious and we don't say things out loud. Yeah. <laughs> we do not speak those things into existence. Oh, I know uh, Coach Adamson will catch wind of it somehow. So I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I think um, that uh, I think we're going to have a good year. I mean, we're last year. Um, I think people were a little bit disappointed with how things yeah. turned out. And um we we had a good surge at the end. I think we figured some things out, but then had a had a rough final game. But um, did you graduate a lot of kids? We it was more the the year before that we graduated yeah. a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. um, last year um, we lost a few key ones, but um, we, we got some a few key ones in. I feel like this year, so that's big. Um, are uh, really excited about. Um, our, our backfield, our quarterback and running back um, are, are going to be really talented. I think our, our O-line and D-line, um, I guess it's kind of my responsibility to get them where they need to be. We're, <laughs> we're a little bit, um, got some, some things to figure out. Some but, training um, to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do think we're, we've got what we need. It's just always, it's always tough at Eastbrook because we got, we're not three deep or really, you know. Right, right. Early two deep and often one deep and just having to fill holes and make it work. But I think there's there's something to that that's um, cool for the kids. And I mean, I think there's some pride in that to just make it work. So. And historically, Eastbrook running team, is that correct? Yes. So yeah. so line is a really key component of this. Thing. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so going back, what keeps you here in Grant County? What are the things that you'd say? And after being here, growing up since freshman year in high school, mm -hmm. what made you want to stay here? What keeps you here? What are the things that you'd say, this is why I've decided to be here versus any other part of the state or any part of the country? Yeah, uh, I do tend to be a little bit more of the like drifter, adventurous type. I think growing, moving around so much um, has done that. Um, but like, yeah, settling here versus somewhere else. Um, once again, I do think it's the people and relationships, um, just the way people have welcomed me in and I've, the connections I've built um, are, are the biggest piece of that. Um, 
And then also it doesn't hurt to, as, as a teacher, having the, the summers off or at least <laughs> one day having the summers off. I was um, going to say, I heard summer school <laughs> and then like, you're like, coaching. oh, we're getting married, yeah. but yeah. we're coaching yeah. and like, do you really have summers? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. yeah, it's true. I'm hoping to, I actually think because we were getting married in July, I knew it like this year, it had to be just June. I think that would be a good habit to keep if I am going to continue the, the summer school just stuff. Just June. That's a good motto. Um, so anyway, I just, I like the ability to, to get out and travel some. We're both excited about doing that in the summer. And so I feel like I can enjoy being settled. But then when I kind of get bottled up, we can go and actually just bought, I've had eight cars um, that all broke down and I just <laughs> finally broke down. I got a new Subaru Outback that it's like her dream car. So um I'm excited to be able to, you know, just drive. So she got a new car. Yeah, she got a new car. He got her dream car that he's then going to put all the miles on. <laughs> that's right, yeah. That sounds like marriage right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask. So is your dad still coaching at Taylor? Um, no. So no. he's okay. actually, um, so they moved to Northern California okay, for a little while. Still here. Um, and then actually came back to, are you familiar with Attica? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's he's coaching actually at a, a two A school. He's the the head coach there. Um, so we could eventually see them in the playoffs. It would be at the very end. But, oh, how yeah. fun would that be? Yeah. <laughs> and Attica is kind of far western part of the state, mm. south of Lafayette, West Lafayette. Correct. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, anything that you're reading, anything that you're watching, podcast wise, anything that you're studying that would be helpful for us to know? Yeah. Um, Reading, watching, or listening to. <laughs> yeah, um, I am, um, or uh, we recommended a book called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. So I'm going through like a workbook and stuff with Josephine, and that's been good. Um, she, her family was really into um, Harry, the Harry Potter series, and like my yeah, family, like too. for some reason, was like against it and stuff. So um, anyway, it's been fun to. So you're reading it now? Well, it's actually, I, uh, I've been I've been reading. We've been watching it. Oh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah, reading, yeah. watching. I've heard the the books are better, but yeah. um, yeah. So I've been going up there with, and watching those with her and her family and stuff, and that's been fun. So yeah, I always okay. say the books are better. They are always better. And I always yeah. try to watch it first and then read the book because if you read the book, then it kind of bums out the movie. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, hundred percent true. So but before we let you go, how many total students do you have in, involved in your program? Yeah, um, this upcoming year, um, we're going to have, let's see, um, I think it's going to be like 160 or 170. Really? Uh, That's good. So it's all ages in the high school, though. You have like freshmen through seniors. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, good. So it'll be almost like 125 freshmen and sophomores in that introductory class. And it's uh, we actually were, up to this point, it was kind of pseudo mandatory um but this year was voluntary so it was kind of cool to see that response from the students it's amazing wow so 160 total kids um but how many total kids at eastbrook so it, 400 uh closer to like 500 Five. yeah a little over 500 okay so you're a third of the kids though are yeah. going through your program that's awesome Pretty amazing yeah. well i just want to make sure that i tell you thank you very much for doing what you do um i 
it is definitely a passion job. I understand that, you know, and I definitely see the other side of it, you know, as a wife of a teacher and a coach as well. So, um, and I understand why he's so tired when he comes home at the end of the day, because he's just poured into every single kid that he's come in contact with. So, and that's important for them. And like my kids understand that as well. So thank you very much for doing that. Thank you for being that mentor to some of those kids that maybe don't have it. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thanks for making a difference in kids' lives. I think it's incredible how you can impact the next generation and change the world by what you're doing. So John, thanks for being on our show today. And for those who are listening, like us and uh, keep listening and tell tell your friends about it. Have a great day. See See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas. Thank you.